Tristan, thanks for joining us at Noosa Church's God in Us podcast, where we believe that the God in us is our real story to be told. Our church family is full of incredible people who are living out their faith every day and living lives that are bringing glory to God. Let's hear about the God in us. Well, good morning, Gemma. How are you? Good morning. I'm very well, Kristen. I'm very excited about this morning to be chatting with you. So I must admit, I don't feel like I know a lot about you. So today will be fun getting to know you. But um, I do know that you were a psychologist. Yes. Um, and I know that you're my neighbour. So yes. <laughs> we found out we live not very far from each other. Yeah. So, and uh, how long ago was it that you showed up at Noosa Church? So it was uh, two years ago. I came in on an Easter Sunday. Wow. Only two years. Yes. So, yes, I know. It feels like I've been it here for a long like time. It feels like a long time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So Tell me what brought you to this point. To Noosa Church? Yeah. Well, and and was that your first experience yes. or were you saved before yes. that? Or? Yes, I was. Yes. So tell me about that. Yes, I'd gotten saved about six months earlier. So I'm still a baby Christian. So two and a half years. Yeah, wow. two and a half years. It'll be three years uh, this coming October. So I'm still, you know, finding my way into the faith. Yeah, oh, I think you are um, <laughs> rolling into the faith a lot faster than you realise, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. For yeah. Sure. Oh, obviously. Yeah. So tell me about this search for God for you. When did that start? Well, okay, just briefly. So I was raised Catholic. Okay. And I went to Catholic school, etc. Um, however, this is going back quite a ways now. However... By the time I was in my teens, I'd pretty much just abandoned yep. Catholicism and yep. so had most of the members of my family, pretty much. So we were your classic lapsed Catholics yep. and it never got mentioned again. And I didn't think about Christianity again. Um, I just moved on in life and it was the 70s and what have you. And so I just too got much fun to too be much had. fun. So I just got into everything alternative and just went on yeah. that classic, you know, baby boomer, I guess, search. Yes, okay. And tried everything and Eastern philosophy and Buddhism and Zen and vegetarianism and everything alternative, alternative healing, everything alternative. Wow. So it's been a massive, massive um, seeking and searching and looking back now. It is incredible to me that everything was on the table except Jesus. Yeah, right? wow. It was the everything but Jesus life. Because you probably thought you'd already tried that. Exactly. And, of course, now I realize I didn't really understand the gospel. Yeah. Um, although I, I, I thought I knew Christianity, I, did, I really didn't. No. And I don't think in that time they were particularly good at also teaching mm. about it mm. so it's a, probably a combination of factors mm. why I now realize I didn't understand mm. I really didn't mm. and so I didn't have a relationship with God no you know I had a relationship with the universe didn't I yes. like all kind of new agey alternative seekers so did you find fulfillment in that well, for quite I, a while well I I did because it is um it appeal a lot of that 
these other man-made systems and alternative spiritualities, they are quite appealing, obviously, mm. or people wouldn't be drawn to them. So there's the mystical aspect, there's the health aspect. Um, it sort of appeals, I guess, to man's ideas yeah. about himself. Is it a sense of belonging community found in that place as also, well? Also, there is community, there's belonging. And, I mean, it is, you know, about maximising, in a way, your potential, mm -hmm. self-development. Yes, okay. And see, this is a real hook for somebody like me because I'm, I'm an avid learner. Yes. And I love learning. So, uh, you know, so that's an endless journey of learning all the things and advancing myself and becoming more of myself. Yes. And this whole thing, right, is attractive to a lot yep. of people. Yeah. So I went through many, many different scenes and philosophies and programs and workshops, you know, you name it. I have probably, I've probably tried it. <laughs> so, wow. You know, but, but I had a deep urge to, to be of service. So that's why I probably got into more of the healing aspect. You know, I was interested in the human condition. I was interested in the causes of suffering yeah, and wow. I was interested in how I might help in that regard. So that's how I ended up in, you know, psychology and becoming a therapist and doing counseling and psychotherapy. This was my contribution. This was my service to help with human suffering. Yeah, wow. So, so there was yeah. obviously a real need outside of your um, beliefs still for... Meaning that, that and purpose. psychology came yes. into it then. Yes, it did. It came into... Eventually, I, as I went and I learned more, I, I came into the, sort of the, um, the psychological mm. frameworks. Mm. And, um, and and these these did have legs to me because there, there was a lot of research done um, starting to happen on particularly things like trauma and loss yes. and long-term impacts and addiction. So it, 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 it was a solid body of knowledge so of course that that brought me in strongly once I got onto that mm. yeah mm. I thought Absolutely. it had feet yeah the, this um, studying psychology in itself from what I understand um, really takes you a long way from faith anyway doesn't it it takes you a long way from faith absolutely no mm. there was no God in no. it there was no God in it at all I now realize yeah um, but I had a kind of two-pronged approach so, so there was that so there was that sort of clinical side and I was very interested in neuroscience and the brain and yes. its effect on trauma and development and all that but then in my own life I was still very attracted to alternative spirituality so mm. you know meditation and mindfulness and yes. a bit of Buddhism and a bit of Hinduism yep. <laughs> sort of the smorgasbord approach of a lot of modern people you just cherry pick Wow! Out of the so world. you d you could yeah. do that. Like that's yeah. that's acceptable to do. You don't just have to choose one. No, you don't have to just become a Buddhist and renounce everything well, else. No. Or? Well, some people do. They okay. go that way. Yeah. And they become yeah, I guess a disciple of Buddhism yep. and or Hinduism or something like this or Zen. But I didn't take that approach because as I went into these things, now this is interesting. There was just some instinct in me that pulled back mm. and recoiled I just I think I could s there was something that just didn't feel right yeah wow. so then I just became more of a cherry picker yeah 
and just so bit, then yep. you almost had to create something that was a bit more whole and right because no yep. individual one exactly had it all didn't have it all hmm. and I could see problems with all of them yeah and um, you know I would investigate to the point where I could sort of see it not really making sense at some level mm. and some sort of logical inconsistency mm. something just did not add up yeah and so I never really got that deeply into any of it so it was more like I was just researching yep. all the time yeah and trying things on and if something kind of worked I would sort of keep it mm -hmm. but yeah isn't that interesting yeah but never actually found anything that no. was just it no. yet there was still obviously this this great desire to fill a hole there was this great desire I was very big on meaning and purpose and you know wanted meaning and purpose so I just kept looking one of my one of my um, good friends in Sydney used to call me her nickname for me was no stone unturned. Yeah, wow. No that stone unturned. <laughs> and I think that was my attitude. I just kept going and kept researching and exploring and looking. So um, I know crazy in a way because, you know, Jesus was there all the time and I just couldn't see. I was still blinded and... Yeah. Well, there was a lot of stones that needed to be. I had to check everything out you first. Did. I had and to you check. Have. I have. So <laughs> that's so a lot of stones. Had I really have done my due diligence you in have. terms of faith now. So when I finally came to Christ. Yes. Yeah, so tell me about that point. So that was unmistakable. Once that happened, wow. You know, everything came together in my mind. I bet. You know, it was just <laughs> mind blowing. My head exploded and. And and so I, I have no doubt now because I've checked out everything else. You have. So this is it. Yeah. I've come back. I've, you know, it's like going full circle in a way. Very true. Very so true. So this is yeah. it now. Yeah. So, but then was that, like, what was the point when you, when you looked at all of those things and said, I find nothing in those, mm. to then go, I'm now going to re-look at Christianity. Yeah. How does that happen? Well, this is when I think, you know, the Holy Spirit starts entering the picture. Because I was, you know, we're talking about my 50s now. So, you know, I'd lived a lot of life and I'd been able to see the fruit or the lack of fruit of a lot of things. And also that's a tricky time of life. I went through a divorce. My father died. Mm. I had probably because of the stress of all that, I had a lot of health issues, yeah. I had legal issues, I had final, financial yeah. issues. So I had the classic midlife meltdown, yeah. and which I'm now grateful for because I think God just allowed me to get broken down to the point where I really started to look up. Yeah. I really started to look up to, you know, and, and thoughts started to come into my mind for the first time. Like, I remember when I had that first thought, should I be thinking about God? Wow. Should I be living for God now? And I don't know where these thoughts came from. So, but once those seeds had been planted, probably by the Spirit, Holy Spirit, I couldn't get them out of my head. Mm. 
And then I started to make some very big decisions. So another thought came about, you know, leaving Sydney and moving north. And um, so I did. Wow. I did. I, I know it was quite radical and people couldn't understand what was going on, but I said, you know what, I'm just going to close my Sydney practice and I found somewhere to live up near Noosa and it's just time, you know. And I was thinking of it at the time as a kind of a sea change, tree change. You know, I'd been through a lot of midlife stress and I needed to kind of refresh my life. Mm. And I wanted to really focus on some other things. Mm. And so I did. So I was following at that point, I don't know what, I think just these inner promptings. But what happened when I moved up here was not only was it so wonderful and beautiful, and I started to recover from all my stress and to feel very much better. And I came up on my own. It was the first time in my life that I really had mental space. Yes. And I wasn't being influenced. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. By all yeah. the things I'd been involved in and yeah. pressures and family and everybody's thoughts because none of my family were believers. And so it was the first time that I actually opened up my mind and just allowed space. And, and I think God started working with me. And so it taught me a lesson too how, how distracted so many people are. Mm. And it is it, and so with all that distraction, seeking God is sort of not really even on your to do list. Very true. We get so busy doing yeah. the day to day of life that we don't have to face Yeah. Anything else. Exactly. Mm. So but I had worked myself into a position where I now did have that freedom and space to ponder. God. And so once that had happened and these little seeds grow, I, I, I call that my soil building phase where the soil was being built, you know, so the seed could germinate. And after that, interesting things started to happen, mostly through the internet. Things would pop up on my laptop about Christianity. <laughs> and for the first time in my life, maybe but they were there before, but I never saw them. Wow. And I was, you know, like the veil was slowly coming off and I found myself irresistibly sort of drawn. I thought, I can't believe this. Are you actually going to look at a video on Christianity? What is going on with you? So I did. And then once I watched one, then another would pop up and another. And I just had this strange feeling. I thought, is God talking to you through the computer? <laughs> you know? The Holy Spirit yeah. possessed the your Holy computer. The Holy Spirit. <laughs> And I thought, no, and actually it is true. The Holy Spirit has a massive ministry through the internet. Massive, which I now understand. So it was really like the path of crumbs. Wow. One thing after another, after another, and it just kept building and building and building. And until I got to the point where actually I had to go to America for uh, six weeks and I had reserved three weeks in the desert in Arizona as a personal retreat. Wow. But I had plans to do other sorts of things a there. Because yes. I had booked that before all this started yep. to happen. So when I got there, I realized I didn't want to do any of those things and I just ditched it. And I just spent my time walking in the canyons and the desert and then going home and looking at all this stuff on the internet about Christianity and all these speakers and 
And I think what finally did it was I listened to um, somebody, um, a good a good teacher, Bible teacher, do the Gospel of John. Yes. And I sat through the entire Gospel of John. Wow. And he had very good commentary. It was excellent. And I really, heard, I would say then at that point, I heard the Gospel for the first time. Wow. I, I got it. And while he was speaking, these tears were just rolling down my eyes. And I'm like, wow, what is happening? And so I got that. And then I was due to leave in about 48 hours. I got up the next morning. So I had just finished the Gospel of John. And I just was totally deeply affected. And the next morning I got up and... That's when that's when I got saved. That's when it happened. I just felt hit by the proverbial thunderbolt. You know, the scales fell from my eyes. Wow. I saw the light. I God did reveal himself to me, you know, in his unique way. And before I knew it, I was on the ground, head on the ground, weeping my heart out and repenting. And just with this realization that it's all true. It's true. God is true. The Bible is true. Jesus is true. The whole thing was true. It was always true. And I, I couldn't get up for two hours. I was down there for two hours. Oh, Gemma, wow. Just weeping and repenting and giving my life over to the Lord and just total surrender, making him my, my Lord, my, my King. And my God, and just, it was like all this light was just pouring into me and breaking up. You know, I felt like something, God's light was just breaking up all all the darkness within my heart. Wow. And all the, you know, the, the, de- the deception that I'd been under for yeah. such a long time. I felt this sort of radical um, cleansing of all this deception and wrong thinking and, you know, all the things that I'd been engaged in. And then when I finally got up, I've just never been the same since. It was like when I got up, I know this sounds extreme, but it was like when I got up, I felt I could actually tell right from wrong for the first time in my life. Yeah, wow. Amazing. And I thought I was a very moral, ethical person. That's how I viewed myself. Yeah. But I really, that was only from a sort of a secular humanist viewpoint I didn't understand it in a spiritual viewpoint and godly viewpoint I basically I suddenly understood what sin was for the first time wow and I and it was like but not in a condemning way not at all I didn't feel condemned I felt I felt enlightened I felt like finally I can see that's how I felt like finally I can see and the world did look radically different to me it was like I had come out of a massive fog. Yeah. So I didn't feel condemned. I felt enabled. Mm. I felt freed. Mm. I felt finally. A relief. A relief. Yeah. It was massive relief. Yeah. And just that sense of rightness and everything clicking together. It was like I had a compass finally. Yeah, wow. You know, I feel like I'd been out in the wilderness just researching and trying to discover well, you'd things. you searched for a very long time, had, hadn't you? I had. To this point. Yeah. So to finally come to this place on your own in the middle of Arizona. Yes, I hadn't even met a real <laughs> Christian yet. Yeah, wow. <laughs> you know, this was a totally solitary journey up to this point. 
So isn't that beautiful? Uh, yeah. And Jesus just meets you in that place by yourself. Doesn't need church or another believer or anything else. Just True. you and him. True enough. True enough. So, you know, if you know, if if you knock, he will answer. If he you will. Seek. So it just took me taking those initial steps. Yes. And it all happened. Yes. And then after that, I sort of again through the internet figured out what I needed to do, and I started. I came home and I started. Um, searching for a church, I realized I needed to join a church. Yep. I needed to read the Bible for the first time, yep. front to back, for real. I needed to get baptized. I needed, And so you yeah. literally did that? You read I the did. Bible front to back? I did. I came back and I did a one-year Bible reading program and I read it from front to back. Wow. All the way through. I've done that several times now. Goodness me. And I'll just keep going. And again, I, when I read it, my mind was blown. It was completely not what I thought it was. And that was just an amazing experience. So. Wow. And then and then I, I found Noosa Church. I got baptized. Yeah, thanks to you and Josh. Yes. Pastor Josh, I got baptized. We had the privilege of that. So I've put all the pieces in place. Incredible. Yeah. So it would be fair to say that that you're quite an intellect. So did this come into play for you or was that that pre the point of salvation for you where it was really research, research, like no stone left unturned? Yeah. How is that then? How's that then come into your faith walk? Has there been tension in that or? Um, Well, I do, I am, yeah, okay, I do have quite a strong intellectual life, I always have, but I'm also a very sensitive person, Yeah. kind of a soft person, so, you know, um, so it was kind of always both for me, Okay. that there was that intellectual side, but there was all this sort of emotional, softer, I guess I considered myself also very spiritual in that. So you were just open. Just open. I I knew there was a spirituality. I believed in spiritual principles. I just couldn't put it together Mm. Mm. until, you know, the Lord showed me how. So do you feel like in, in, um, you know, no stone left unturned, has there been sticking points? Yes. My mind, you know, I've got a pretty active mind. So I am very – I do – you know, follow quite a lot of apologetics in Christianity. Yes. So I am interested. You love understanding. I love understanding. Yeah. So I'm quite interested in in that side of it, the philosophical and theological side. So yeah. I pour over that. Yes. And, yeah, all the questions, intellectual yeah. barriers that might come up, I, I go to work studying them. Yeah. And I have resolved many of those. Wow. And I'll just keep going. So yeah. I'm I'm a bit feverish with the whole thing. Yeah. I'm sort of 24-7 Jesus now. And <laughs> You're a junkie. <laughs> I'm a bit of a junkie. So those, yes, yeah, so that's very important to me. And the other reason is because my family's a little bit that way. I want to have answers. I want to mm. be prepared to meet objections with friends and family. So I do study out all the things where I think people can get snagged intellectually. Yes. Do you know what yes. I'm saying? absolutely know what you're saying. Yeah. And I think for, for some that don't come from that standpoint, it's probably our greatest fear is somebody coming up to us exactly. and asking us yeah. one of those questions and just this 
Yeah. Oh my goodness, what do I say in this moment? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Because it's big, isn't it? Yes. Absolutely. It's really huge. But, you know, it's a joy because the other thing I realized with Christianity that I didn't realize, it was like once the door opened and I put my head inside, I realized it's this vast universe of treasures. You know, there's, there is all the, the rich history yes. and the cultures and the music and the worship and the art and the philosophy and the theology and the converse, deep, deep conversations. And it's just an amazing, amazing world. Isn't it? Yes. It's a lot deeper than you think. It's a lot deeper than you think. There's a lot more to it. Yeah. So, so I'm still, so that part of me is still richly satisfied and nourished. And the other side, the sort of more feeling nature is incredibly fulfilled, you know. I love worship. I love prayer. Yes. I love repenting. I love fellowship. I, I I just love it. I love relationship with God so much. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You've you've got such a um, a a unique blend in that, haven't you? Mm. In both of it, you know yes. that you're still very um, faith faith led and all of that but yeah i love that that your your desire for no stone left unturned is just putting you on this quest and the beautiful thing is is you're never going to run out of of gaining information that's what i realize (laughs) i realize this is going to get there there's no bottom to this yes which is that yeah is that an exciting revelation or is that just a I can't believe it. Oh, no, it's so exciting. Yeah. Because in the other things that I've studied, I found the bottoms. Yes. Wow. Right? And that's where I thought, okay, this is as far as this goes. This is the end of what this can do for you. I had never thought about that. There's bottoms to all this stuff. And Christianity is the only thing I've found where there's no bottom. Which makes you realize then it's no bigger than any man could create exactly because there was a limit there there was a limit there wow this is the only thing i've found that just keeps going and going going. going. the gift that keeps on giving goodness me yeah there you go Mm. so you're not going to get bored anytime soon i'm never going to (laughs) get bored i've been going at it pretty much day and night for yeah coming up to three years and i i know i'm just scratching the surface and i'm i'm very new in my walk and you know I've had to learn a lot of things there's been a lot of things for me to work through and I really didn't understand what faith was and so I've you know being schooled in that by yeah. the Holy Spirit and I just love it it's it's yeah so what about church tell me what your first impressions of church was is it crazy or weird bizarre it's been well Remember, I was raised Catholic, uh, so I was used to that sort of format. Yes, you know, okay. Sort of traditional. Yeah, you were s- used to sitting through a service. Yeah. yeah. So, and I really hadn't had much to do with church since then. So, I, well, I did a lot of research up here. I went to a lot of different churches. And, yeah, I was a bit taken aback by the modern form of Christianity. Yes, yeah. That sort of, you know, that basically people are now doing churches in, I guess, venues and yep. auditoriums. Yeah. And they have electric bands happening yep. and uh, so on and so forth, and it's a lot more informal. So this, I, yeah, it, it's taken a bit of an adjustment. And um, 
But every every church I went into, no matter how small or big, everybody has been so welcoming and sweet in every single place I went to. Isn't that beautiful? And and they just made me feel safe. Yeah. You know, no pressure. Yeah. Nobody dive bombed me or (laughs) Bible bashed me or anything. (laughs) You know, so it was all been very gracious. So that that emboldened me to keep going. Yeah. And to keep keep um, trying out new churches and stuff. And then when I got to Noosa Church. I came in and um, I just I just felt really good, you know. I really liked it, and I think it had the right combination of elements for me. Yes, it was like the Goldilocks effect. You know, yes. wasn't too big, wasn't too small, wasn't too this, wasn't too that, yeah. and I could just relax into it. Especially coming in just as a single person on my own. Yeah, you know, scary. Yeah, it, it's taken a lot of courage. It does. It has Absolutely. taken a lot of courage to, yeah. to, to, to do this walk. Yeah. Um, and, and so it yeah. had enough. Um, it wasn't too big. Faith and wasn't and, too small. Yes, um, intellect for you. It had it enough. It was a good faith. mash of both. It was a good mash of both. And you know, for instance, in the first year of my being here, I think Pastor Josh did the um, elephant room discussions. Yes, of course. And so I went to many of those, yeah. and I was very pleased to see. Okay, this is a church that does talk about things, mm. you know, and mm. we'll investigate things and where people bring their viewpoints and opinions and we have a good discussion. Which so, as a new believer must have been amazing being a part of those discussions but, and hearing yeah. that even a group of believers can come together and have different viewpoints and feelings on things. Exactly. Mm. Yes. Now that I, we're talking about, I think how fortuitous that was, that that was here right when yes. I came. Yes, and Pastor Josh did such a great job with facilitating, and it was safe. People did have different opinions mm. and different uh, views on things. Yeah, and this was very, very heartening to me. I felt mm. this was very healthy because you almost think looking looking outside and into the church that it's a bit cookie cutter that mm. you have to be indoctrinated and that everybody just follows suit and has same beliefs and. But there is an eclecticness about us, isn't there? (laughs) There Well, that is what I have discovered. The core tenants, everybody uh, is in unity with the core tenants. But then, yes, I've learned there's a lot of secondary and tertiary Mm. sort of issues and questions. Mm. And this is where there's a spectrum of viewpoint. Yes, that we're still thrashing out. Still thrashing out. And that's half the fun in a way. Yeah, because you are talking about the nature of God, the nature of reality, the nature yeah. of existence, and the nature of holiness and yeah. obedience, and all these questions. The nature of faith, and uh, it's just wonderful yeah. to be able to talk about these things. So, how have um, others gone looking in from the outside of Gemma's life? Did you um, cut off a lot of relationships in moving up from Sydney, or has there been ones that you've kind of done the journey with that have watched you through your life go on this journey? A little bit of both because once I came uh, to faith, I did make some decisions about certain relationships, especially okay. a people. It was more like pulling out of various, I would say, you know, groups. Yes. Yep. Sure. And organizations and things of that nature. So that also meant letting go of, of, of a number of people as well. And I actually was quite quiet for the first year mm. about because. It was so momentous and I had such a lot to sort of work through and, and 
uh, you know, I needed to, I wanted to get a foundation underneath me before I started really discussing it with people mm. because I knew there would be reactions mm. from family members Absolutely. and um, friends and colleagues and stuff. And I didn't feel spiritually strong enough yet to contend with that. Mm. So I just went about it quite quietly. And then when I was ready, I started letting people know. <laughs> and there has been obviously mixed reactions. I bet. <laughs> so a lot of people were quite shocked, quite surprised. It was yes. like they didn't see that coming. Yeah, okay. And um, But over time, you know, most of them have, have kind of settled down about it and have warmed up about it. Mm. You know, a few people had, took it hard, a few friends, and have sort of drawn away from yep. me. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. That's fine. So, yeah. It, I guess it can be scary for them in, in now yeah. you're, you're this unknown it's when you were so known. What's sad about it is exactly, it's, beca- it's like I, it was like I became a different person yeah. to them. And in a way, yeah. they you weren't did. wrong. That's right. I was yeah. a new creation. I yeah. did have a different worldview. Yeah. I wasn't the same. So they were quite right. Mm. But the thing that I noticed, which is a sad thing to notice, is they were anticipating, therefore, that I would now be incredibly judgmental towards them, Mm. that I wouldn't accept them, that I was now against them. Yeah. Isn't that sad that we, the church, still carry that stigma? Yeah. It is is sad. So I need to reject you before you reject me because that's the inevitable. Yeah. It's heartbreaking, isn't it? Yeah. So that, that that was difficult to negotiate. But in fact they I real I mean I, I, I used to think like them. They they were very anti Christian. Mm. That's actually what was going on, mm. you know. Uh, they had become hardened yep. towards Christianity. Yeah. So And you have such an incredible understanding now to know that Yeah. Everybody's ready in a very different time, aren't they? Exactly. Like no one could have convinced you. No. Even a year earlier, let no. alone 10 years earlier when you're in the thick of no. of searching that God was the answer. It just wasn't going to happen. No. It is in God's timing. It is an act of God. Mm. God opened my eyes. Yeah. And and it was right in that moment, wasn't it? It was absolutely 100% right. Yeah. You know, looking, you know, from this side of the cross, as some people say, I can look yes. back and see a lot yeah. of things. Yeah, I bet you can. But, you know, I was deceived. I was. And looking back, I can sort of see that Christ was always there. Yeah. It was like Christ standing on the horizon. Mm. And one eye could see him. Yeah. And the other eye couldn't, mm. was blind. And I chose mm. to go with the blind eye. Yeah. I can yeah. see that now. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. But I just, I, you know, I, I love that there's just this, like they say, this God-shaped hole within all of us yes. that we can try and stuff anything into. Yes. But like you said, there was a bottom to all of those things. A bottom. I love that. I found the I just bottom. can't, yeah. Yeah. Wow. It just brings me back to just the enormity of God in going, there is no bottom to this. It's unfathomable. Like, yes. Blow your mind. <laughs> blow, it's blow your mind stuff. It is. So. It's incredible, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm. So, um, Gemma, what would you say to a, a young you that um, 
would embark on studies within psychology mm. and wanting to do that as a believer. Do you well, think it's possible? It has I to be do, possible. Well, it's a, it's a hard question because I, um, I've retired now, mm. so I'm no longer in the profession, but I have become aware that there are um, Christian counsellors mm. and there is you know, such a thing as biblical counselling. Mm. So there is a sort of a specialty niche area mm. for Christians in the, in the field. I wasn't aware of that no. at the time. Yeah. So I think um, if you're a believer and you're interested in psychology and helping people with their issues, you know, trauma, loss, bereavement, all the issues that people seek counselling for, I, I do think there is a way to mm. do it. Mm. But um, I, I don't think it's necessarily an easy path if you're just doing it on your own. I mean, no. it'd be different if you were situated in um, a Christian counselling practice yes, with other practitioners yes. who um, share your faith and yes. you are, this is a specific offering yep. to market, yep. then I think that's, that's a way to do it. Mm. Um, but in all my time practising, and I went to a lot of professional development um, seminars and workshops mm. and meetings and... Uh, Christian, I never heard God discussed once. No. I never heard Christianity discussed no. once. And I never met anybody who at least openly identified as Christian. Yeah, wow. Yet such strong ties to the New Age. Yes. Through it all, wasn't there? Yes. Mm. And, and, yeah, and psychology, I mean, it is a constantly moving field and there are different arms to yeah. it. Yeah. But it has been, I would say, it's been strongly influenced by Eastern philosophy, yeah. meditation, yes. mindfulness, yeah. Buddhism. Yeah. A lot of that has come in now. Mm. It's become um, quite political in ways maybe it wasn't initially. Yeah. Um, so it supports certain political agendas mm -hmm. now. Yeah. So it's kind of changed, yeah. I think, and I don't know what's going to happen to it over time. Yeah. But it probably is much more amenable to um, New Age ideas yes. yeah. than Christian ideas. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to have to really be strong in your faith setting out in that field, aren't you? Really have your foundation like what you were talking about. I think about. you need a strong foundation and to really yeah. think about how to map out your career. Yeah or your work as, mm. as a Christian mm. and a mm. counsellor. Mm. Yeah, knowing that it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy, <laughs> but it is true, I guess, for um, many professions and fields. Yeah. People are up against the same, yep. Very same true. situation. Very true. Yeah. yeah. Wow. There you go. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yes. That is um, an incredible journey you've been on, and I still can't believe it's only two and a half years. That just... It's, I know. I love talking God with you. There's such <laughs> an incredible depth in you and just love yeah. seeing the journey you've been on and I'm glad you turned over all of those rocks for me so I don't have to go there and do that and know that there's nothing That's, over there. That is true. I've done that work. So I'm very happy like if people come <laughs> into our church who've had been in the new age or yeah. Buddhism and something and they need someone to talk to, yeah. I'm very happy. You can. You know and that ask, lingo yeah. and you mm -hmm. know what's under every single one of those rocks that yeah. they may be tempted to upturn. So exactly. It's, it's an incredible value of information that you have that, you know, God now is going to use as such a, a um, strengthened tool for your ministry going forward. So 
I'm so excited to see what he's going to do. So it's fantastic. Thank you, Gemma. Thank you, Kristen. Thanks for joining us today. We pray that you have been blessed and encouraged by the God in Us story that you've just listened to. Can I encourage you that if you get the opportunity, introduce yourself to the teller of the story and tell them that you want to hear more. God has blessed us with each other to do this journey called Life Together. 